TESOL POP Season 7, Episode 10. Hello and welcome to TESOL POP, the mini podcast for busy teachers. My name is Laura and join me today to address common misconceptions about social media in ELT is Ola Kowalska. Ola helps freelance language teachers build businesses and teach the language on their own terms. Many freelance language teachers struggle to make a decent salary and end up feeling isolated and unfulfilled. They may have the skills and the passion, but they lack the guidance and support to truly thrive in the profession. Ola's mission is to change that, which she does through her wonderful podcast, Get Richer Teacher, and her coaching and courses for freelance language teachers and school owners. It's lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. What a great introduction. Thanks. In today's episode, we're going to demystify common misconceptions surrounding English language teaching and social media. So if you're a freelance teacher or someone who runs their own business or school, this episode is for you. We'll cover three common misconceptions from the role social media can play in supporting your business, what to post and how to grow your learning community. So to start us off, Ola, could you share a bit about your story and how you started your business and the role social media played in that? Yeah, sure, of course. Um, So in my first business, in my language school, I actually did start the way everybody else starts. So I did open a social media account, but I really didn't know what I was doing. And it took me many months, I would say, or even years, I think it was about a year and a half, to realize that there was something wrong. And um, on my second attempt, so with this current business, I approached things uh, from a little bit of a different angle. And I started by basically just growing, building my relationships with other people in the community. I always had tons of like contacts in um, the English language teaching world. Um, So it wasn't, it it just felt natural, right? Then social media became part of it. It it did, absolutely. And still, I was still kind of... um, trying to find my way around it and seeing what worked. Um, But I would say those early days when the relationships were formed and they were relationships with potential clients, but also I would say competitors, although I don't even consider them competitors because they're just lovely people serving a similar audience that we can do some fantastic collaborations with. um, they, they, they were that. They were, they were really, really valuable, and they still are. Mm. You know, when you mentioned in your first business that you leaned into social media, but you've changed your strategy for the second business that you're running. Um, that really resonates because I see people do that. That former example you say, where teachers start their business on Instagram, for example, or on Facebook or whatever social media platform they're using, but it doesn't tend to yield the best results and I show I see them often stop posting or disappear or give up on their dream could you share a bit more about that like why this isn't the best way to start on social media only absolutely so yeah that's still very common it's 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 kind of common sense because um people don't know what to do they kind of as a teacher, especially I work mainly with teachers but also other teacher trainers school language school owners But it's mainly teachers who I see, okay, so they decide to quit working for a school and they just in their mind, there's like, okay, I need to do something. I need to open some sort of a platform, start being visible. And while this, this instinct is absolutely right, they usually don't have the foundations to be 
successful on social media. So what everybody starts doing is not exactly helpful uh, and it's not exactly helping them attract paying students and also kind of well-paying students because I personally have a theory that it started around um, the times of the pandemic. A lot of people had the same idea. A lot of people, thousands of teachers that took that, that just took to social media and thought, "I'm just going to open a profile and I'm just going to start sharing what I love, which is which is bits of the language," and it didn't exactly um, help them grow a business. So the foundations that they are missing that I'm talking about here are having a target audience in mind and a very specific offer. A lot of people think that their target audience is learners of the language and their offer is language lessons. It's It couldn't be further from the truth. It's not that. It's way more specific. And it's not to say to everybody listening here, I don't want you to, to suddenly get worried like, oh, but I thought that's that. Like, I'm not surprised that you think that because nobody ever teaches that anything else. And there is actually um, a better way, something that can be more sustainable, but you need to get those foundations right first. That's absolutely brilliant. I feel like you've knocked that first misconception out of the park (laughs) uh, by talking about those important foundations and not just being a generic you know, I just teach language students. It's a lot more specific and personal, right? If you're wanting to think about the people you want to work with. I want to kind of move on to the second misconception we often see in action. And that is, and you mentioned this actually, and that is accounts that just teach language points. So you see like, oh, here's the word of the day, or here's a particular grammar point. And that, you know, is the majority of the content we see I know you you've spoken about this on your own podcast get richer teacher on episode 81 you know why you're still struggling to get students on Instagram that's a brilliant episode and I wondered if you could elaborate a bit more on why teaching language alone just won't attract the clients you're looking for exactly so I am very passionate about it so sorry if I go on a bit of a (laughs) maybe even a rant here but um people generally come into social media or open businesses with one goal in mind. They want clients. They want to work for themselves. But then everything gets lost because they get kind of buried under what everybody else is doing. Because let's be honest, everybody does it. Everybody posts grammar explanations, words, phrases. And while I'm not saying it's not useful, there are people who probably will click on the like button, they'll probably even comment and say, oh, I love what you're sharing, but are they going to become your clients? Very unlikely, because it's not the content that a client needs. It's content that may be a random learner online. So it kind of is aligned with what everybody thinks. My audience are learners. They're not. It's way more specific than that. And in our content, we need to be speaking to those specific people if we're not doing that we're attracting well randomers and again it's for a lot of people this kind of this type of posting is a bit like a comfort zone because we know about the language we usually love it we're so passionate and then we open canva and build this lovely curated post with just our brand colors that's 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 the bonus right with an explanation of past simple and present perfect. And it just seems 
yeah, people people will find it useful. Yeah, they probably will, but will they pay you for working with you? Very, very, very unlikely. So there is, like, as, as I said, again, it comes back to realizing who you're serving and what your actual offer is. And your offer is not just teaching the language. And one other side is that it also comes down to people not realizing what their role is. A teacher's role is not just to give input of the language. And we kind of all know that from our classroom practice, but then we forget it when we when it comes to social media. I had an encounter with a very, very, very experienced teacher trainer who, when I said all those um, arguments to him that like posting language content is, is a little bit pointless, he said, yeah, I always thought it was a bit silly, but I didn't know why. So like people know that it's not the way even languages are learned. But then when it comes to social media, we all become like a little bit scared and a, and a little bit confused. So, yeah. Well, like you say, it's just something we haven't studied before. Like we're part of a generation where social media is very new and like we're also experiencing quite a surge in freelancing or people starting their own businesses that was propelled by uh, the pandemic. Um, so just people just don't know. And it's exactly. and it's OK not to know. And that's why we create podcast content like this to inspire you to to learn and and to try different ways to help you know, help you be successful for those listeners that may be thinking, oh no, (laughs) what do I do now if I don't post about language? It's okay. There's other ways. So as a final uh, misconception, I thought we could address then is I see marketing posts from, this is non-ELT, but like the marketing gurus on Mm. social media where they say things like, you just need to post more. You just need to post three times a day, at least a reel and, uh, you know, be live once a week um, to be successful. That's how you grow a business. And for me, that's really off-putting because it seems just non-sustainable and exhausting. Um, I know there's obviously other things um, that are problematic about this that I'd like to invite you to talk about. Mm. Absolutely. So again, another topic that I'm very passionate about, it's, it's not that it's not true, even. I would say that at some point in business, it may make sense for some people, but for many teachers, educators, trainers that I work with, it just doesn't because we've got our lessons to teach. We don't have the time to be spending days and hours on social media. So it's exactly that. It's unsustainable. But another side of that coin and another angle here is that it's also very passive. So people have this misconception that by posting content, people will just discover them. Unfortunately, it's only true when you exactly do it like the marketing gurus um, suggest. You do it at volume. So you do it in a massive kind of amounts. And it also takes a lot of time, right? Normally, we, we usually don't have that time. We want clients we want a steady stream of clients right and that's that's normal so let's not fall into that trap a much better alternative to that is something that um i always do and like don't get me wrong i post on social media but i do other things that are much more effective short term so for example networking with other people and i'm not necessarily saying network with other teachers because that's a little bit tricky then you're just like exchanging like if you're not as if you don't have a specific offer then the student might get a bit confused like why would i go to this teacher not to that teacher because 
one has a different brand color. Like it's it's a bit confusing. So I would rather network with people who serve a similar audience, but does a different thing. So it, it could be anyone, but I think building those relationships is going to have a much, much more um much bigger effect on on your business and another side of it is just reaching out to your potential clients like honestly nobody ever thinks that having a conversation one conversation a day with someone in um whatever facebook group in direct conversation um, messages um is probably way more effective than a month worth of content honestly it's sometimes hard to find those people, but that's why, again, we're going back to the foundations. Offer and target audience. That's it. Thanks so much, Ola. It's been really inspiring talking to you today and just for getting reassurance that we don't have to be part of this content creation whirlwind it feels like sometimes, but no. to just go back to the foundations and to trust in that. And that's what will help grow um, our businesses. It's been really helpful. Thank you so much. No problem at all. I was so, so happy to share everything I know I've learned. Um, so good luck to everyone trying out a different approach, hopefully. As a fellow podcaster, would you like to close today's episode to let listeners know where they can find out more? Absolutely. So you're more than welcome to come and listen to my uh, podcast called Get Richer Teacher, uh, especially episode 81, where I talked more about social media, but there is nearly a hundred of other episodes there now. So I would love um, for you to explore that. Super. And as always, if you have a question you'd like us to answer, or if you have a topic you'd like to pitch for the podcast, then you can contact us via Instagram, Facebook, or the website tsopop.com. Finally, you can support the work we do at Pop by leaving a rating review wherever you listen, by sharing today's episode with your teacher community, or by even buying us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash tsopop.